Rowan, what instrument is played with a chanter, drones, and blow stick? Bagpipes. That is correct. Aaron, a series of seven debates for the Illinois Senate in 1858 were held between which two men? I blanked. Okay, uh, Lincoln and Douglas. Uh, Lincoln and Douglas is correct. John, the town of Mayberry is the setting for which 1960s TV show? Um, oh, come on. Um, Andy Griffith Show. That's correct. Carrie, Shlemiel Shlemazel are the opening words of the theme song for which 1970s sitcom? Laverne and Shirley. That's correct. Rowan, in trigonometry, how many degrees are equivalent to two pi radians? 360. That's correct. Aaron, at five foot three, the same height as your hostess, who was the shortest player in the NBA in the 80s or 90s? Bugsy Bogues. That's correct. John, besides bread, what two components make up a fluffernutter sandwich? Peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. That's correct. Carrie, what early feminist wrote a vindication on the rights of woman in 1792? Mary Wollstonecraft. That's correct. Rowan, what deadly sin shares its name with a species of mammal? Sloth. Very cute. That's correct. Aaron, sharing his name with a traffic warning in the UK and played by Matt Frewer, who was the first computer-generated TV presenter? Max Headroom. That's correct. John, what three Western nations meet at the Three Country Cairn Monument, which at 69 degrees north, is the northernmost tri-point on Earth? Uh, pass. I have no idea. Okay, that's incorrect. It is Finland, Norway, and Sweden. Carrie, both released to radio on May 23rd, 1997, which two at the time blonde country singers both recorded versions of Diane Warren's How Do I Live? Faith Hill and Leanne Rhymes. Sorry, it's Leanne Rhymes and Tricia Yearwood. Rowan, the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous period are found during which geologic era? Mesozoic. That's correct. Aaron, what makeup artist and singer won the title of Queen of She Done Already Had Hers Is? On RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 7. Uh, Raja. That's correct. John, what supercomputer defeated both Ken Jennings and Brad Rutter on a special three-night, two-game run of Jeopardy? Oh, I remember the episodes, but I can't I was calling it. Uh, it's Watson. Watson, that's what it was. Carrie, which two U.S. states have a capital named for a president whose first name began with A? South Carolina and Nebraska. Nebraska's correct. The other one is Mississippi, named for Lincoln and Jackson, respectively. Um, Rowan, while Arabica is the top-selling bean, what coffee bean is the second-best-selling worldwide? Robusta. That's correct. Aaron, what is the capital of Latvia? Of course, world capitals my downfall. I need your answer. Yo stank mama. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it would be Riga. John, which English monarch was the last ruler of the Tudor house? Uh, Aaron Stank Mama. <laughs> so sorry, it's Elizabeth the First. And Carrie, in Greek mythology, which of the nine muses was over the domain of history? Calliope. I'm sorry, it is Cleo. So at the end of the hot seat, Rowan, you have 500. Aaron, you have 400. John, you have 200. And Carrie, you have 200. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. was the hot seat round 
Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's Frenemy Champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Brittany Shaw, and let me introduce you to my co-host. Oh, wait, I can't. He's not here. Uh, I will be flying solo today, as Tim had a prior commitment. But you've heard enough from me already, so let's jump in to meeting today's players. You heard them in the hot seat. So first off, in Chicago, Illinois, welcome Rowan Ward. Rowan, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Let's see, I am doing well, and as far as what I'm drinking, I'm double fisting. I've got a bit of Islay scotch in my Jeopardy Who is Rowan Ward glass, because it's a good glass to use while playing trivia. And then I also have Canada Dry Club Soda, because it's delicious, and because I have to work at 7.30 tomorrow morning, and don't want to be hungover. And as far as who my frenemy is... Hmm. See, all my friends are actually friends, and all my enemies are actually enemies, so probably myself, because occasionally I'm not pissed off at myself, and most of the time I am, so I can be my own frenemy. <laughs> well, in many ways, we are all our own frenemies. However, the correct answer was me, so I... <laughs> uh, but that's fine. We'll let you have that one. Uh, and yes, your glass is very cool. One of those things you get when you're on the Tournament of Champions. Um, <laughs> but that brings us to Aaron in Fargo, North Dakota. Aaron, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? I'm fantastic, Brittany. I'm having such a great night here with all of my frenemies. Blink twice if you're being held hostage. I don't know what that Man, is. Yeah, too bad this is an audio medium instead of a, a visual medium. Otherwise, you see me blink about 40 times. Tonight, for our quaffing pleasure, we have San Pellegrino Essenza, blood orange and black raspberry, fizzy burping water. Fantastic. See if I can get the good crack on it. Ooh, that's oh, that crack. was satisfying. Yeah. It feels good. And who is my friend of me? Uh, rampant sobriety, I think, is my friend of me still, uh, you know, <laughs> 22 years after becoming of age. It's still a battle that we all have. Yay! All right. Well, the battle with sobriety and friendship with sobriety continues <laughs> onward. Uh, and that takes us perfectly to Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, where we have John Spees. John, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me? Hello, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, tonight, I am drinking 
some Dengst mead, Viking Earnest mead, straight out of the bottle because I didn't have time to grab a glass. Oh, that looks awesome. It's and a uh, honey Nordic honey wine with hops added. I don't drink a lot, uh, but when I do, I like a little something sweet. And I'm going to say that my frenemy is Rowan, but not toward my daughter, who's also named is Rowan, <laughs> uh, because she is just as likely to snuggle up to me as she is to drop kick me. So perfect. D- sounds uh, like a Rowan to me. Yeah. Fathers yeah. and daughters. What are you going to do? Yeah, uh, well, that's awesome, and I will say we've had Jay Borsum on this podcast before, so we are no strangers to people drinking straight out of the bottle. Much understood <laughs> and much respected. Um, and that does bring us to Rockledge, Florida, where we have Carrie Christian. Carrie, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? I am doing really well. I'm so excited to be here. I am having a cocktail out of a glass that says, Drink Your Juice, Shelby from uh steel magnolias um and it's uh local uh florida gin uh grapefruit juice uh lime juice lemon juice and then a little bit of tonic on top and so it's kind of a fresca but with a little a little kick to it um and then i would say that my frenemy probably tim mostly because i'm jealous of the way he can rock a tank top Right? Yeah, I was saying before we started recording that this episode of Frenemy has 100% less shoulder exposure than most because I've never seen Tim in sleeves. Um, I will let you declare frenemy with Tim. Usually that's my job, but he's not here, so he can have as many frenemies as he wants. Um, And the frenemy of my frenemy is my torture subject, I guess. So um, anyway, as far as what I'm drinking tonight, I decided that... I might swap to something harder later, but I figured I should start the night off as sober as possible, so I am drinking a Liquid Death Bury It Alive Berry Sparkling Water. So we'll see if I can get the good pop. All right. That was a pop. That was good. That was beautiful. Yeah. Ironically, even though we're enemies, uh, Tim did teach me the proper way to do a pop on a microphone, so it's the two-step pop tab, where you pop it up and then you pop it in and pop lock and drop it i don't know um <laughs> however that drop works it like it's hot drop drop it like, like it's like hot, hot. <laughs> all right so let's jump into the team round so today's matchup as we said is going to be uh or is is being revealed to our audience but was revealed to you just a minute ago our teams tonight are rowan and john versus aaron and carrie rowan and john you go into round one with a starting value of points with sorry Tonight's teams are Rowan and John versus Aaron and Carrie. Rowan and John, you go into round one with 1,700 total points. Aaron and Carrie, you have 1,600 total points. I will reveal your um, categories for for this suggestion. Edit point 10. Rowan and John, you have 1,700 points going into round one. Aaron and Carrie, you have 1,600 points. Our categories for section one are... The Invisible Man, question mark. Winner, winner, Oscar, dinner. Get your kicks, question mark. Teams, based on those wagers, send me both your wagers for yourselves and your wagers for your opponents. Go ahead and send me your wagers. Could you read those names again, please? Sure. It's The Invisible Man, question mark. Winner, winner, Oscar, dinner. 
get your kicks, question mark. And as a forewarning to both our listeners and our players, all questions tonight will have some sort of punny category. I sort of apologize in advance, but not really. I know who I am. All right, and I'm about to send ours. Perfect. Okay. All right, teams, I have both your wagers locked in. So, Rowan and John, what did you wager on yourself in the category of the Invisible Man, question mark? 200, question mark. All right. And Carrie and Aaron, what did you wager on yourselves in the Invisible Man? 300. In Tarot Bang. In Tarot Bang. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Teams, here's your question. What debatably visible prototype performer was hired as the host of the Nickelodeon reboot of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, as well as the co-host of the reboot Wipeout? You may know him better from his streamed roles as Ewan O'Hara on Peacock or Christopher Smith on HBO. And I will be posting these to the chat. We're locked in. Okay. Aaron and Carrie are locked in. Therefore, Rowan and John, you can talk this one out. Well, I was just about to type to our chat. I haven't seen any of these shows, so I got nothing here. Yeah. The only I saw Are You Smarter Than the Fifth Grader when Jeff Foxworthy hosted it. But I didn't yeah, even know same. They, I, I didn't even know they did a reboot. Yeah, today um, I learned. Yeah. I didn't know there was a reboot of that. I didn't know there was a reboot of Wipeout. Um Stream Rolls is Ewan O'Hara on Peacock or Christopher Smith on HBO. I know neither of those characters. Yeah, I don't either. I watch a lot of Peacock, but when I say that, it starts and ends with World Wrestling Entertainment. This is not a wrestling question. (laughs) Um, Oh, goodness. Christopher Smith on E. Creatively visible prototype performer. Yeah, I was looking at that too. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Oh! Re- oh, oh my god! I got this, and strangely enough, from wrestling. I was thinking prototype performer that this was some kind of computer. No. One of the hosts of the new reboot of Wipeout, and who's debatably visible because you can't see me, it's uh, John Cena! Da, it's da, John da, da. Cena! Let's go with it. <laughs> yeah, locking in John Cena. <laughs> Alright, locked in John Cena. Carrie and Aaron, what did you say? Also, John Cena. Okay. Uh, well, Carrie and Aaron, what did you wager on Rowan and John? We wagered 200. Okay. And Rowan and John, what did you wager on Aaron and Carrie? We also wagered 200. All right. Well, both teams getting this correct. And Rowan, I'm glad you picked it up because the second you said, this isn't a wrestling question, I was like, oh, just you wait. Uh, and picking up the clues. I'm so because... glad I came around to that. <laughs> yeah, but indeed, you cannot see him. It is John Cena, as John already did. So um, both teams picking up that one, but it comes down to your wagers. Uh, Rowan and John, your wagers canceled each other out, but Aaron and Carrie, you gained 100 points. Therefore, going into question two, we have a tie score of 1,700 to 1,700. So, and, and Brittany, before we go any further, I just like to say you have to a little more gusto when you say it. You need to say John Cena. Ba-ba-da-ba. <laughs> All right. So, in the category of winner, winner, Oscar dinner, Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on yourself? <laughs> we wagered one hundred. Okay, and John and Rowan. We also wagered one hundred. Okay. Well, then this should be interesting. 
Uh, so here's your question. While many double nominations have happened in Oscars history, there have been only three instances where more than one performer has won an award for portraying the same character. Name all three characters winning in 1962, 1972, 1974, 2009, This is complicated. Yeah, this is... There's a lot of moving parts to this one. Right. So it's three characters that have been played by multiple people and nominated for Oscars. Yeah. One of my first thoughts was James Bond because it's been played by multiple actors. He's been played by multiple actors. Yeah, but no one who's played him has ever been nominated. No? Okay. I do also want to point out of clarification I'm looking for the characters who won if that would change your answer John and Rowan let me know it does not okay I'm at a loss um I mean I probably 72 and 74 are uh Vito Corleone 72 and so for 70 and 72 and 74 should be Vito or Don Corleone uh, yeah Vito, I should say um I think <clears throat> West Side Story. Sure. So okay. I would say because I think Maria that marked one of the big that marked one of the big wins on that one. So now 2000, okay. 2009 and 2020 would be the Joker then. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. So we're going with however you would uh, Vito Corleone, uh, Maria, and mm-hmm. the Joker. Okay. Uh, so Vito Corleone. Maria and the Joker and Rowan and John what did you say well 1972 and 1974 are Vito Corleone 2009 and 2020 are the Joker 1962 and 2022 are West Side Story but it's Anita for best supporting (laughs) and what did you wager on your opponents Rowan and John 100 and Aaron and Carrie what did you wager on your opponents uh, we wagered 100. Also 100. Okay. Well, I will let you know that in 1972 and 1974, it was indeed Vito Corleone. In 2009 and 2020, it was in fact the Joker, I believe. Uh, um, I'll say the actor names in just a second. Uh, so Vito Corleone was Marlon Brando and uh, Robert De Niro, I believe. Um, the Joker was Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. And in 1962 and 2022, the awards going to Rita Moreno and Ariana DeBose is Anita from West Side Story. So Rowan and John are picking up 200 points on that one. Aaron and Carrie are losing 200 points on that one. And as we go into question three, Rowan and John, you have 1900. Aaron and Carrie, you have... Nice ball, Mama. Thank you. So close, so close. (laughs) <laughs> you had the, the right movies that was <sighs> i happen to have i'm so bad at movies i happen to have flashcard on that exact question because I, I flipped maria and i'm like maria no natalie woodburn's maria no <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah well it's 
Rowan has flashcards on so many things. So and the 2022 Anita was played by fellow North Carolina Governor School alum Ariana Debose. <laughs> well, see that I just didn't know. So personal connection. Um, oh, so- we didn't go the same year. She went way after I did, but yeah. everyone who went to Governor's School is very proud of her. <laughs> So going into question three, Rowan and John, you have 1,900 points. Aaron and Carrie, you have 1,500 points. Rowan and John, what did you wager on your ability with the category of get your kicks, question mark? Well, the only thing we had left to wager, 300 big ones. Okay, and Aaron and Carrie? Um, we went the middle of the road in 200. Okay, well then here is your question. Having won the Battle of Stamford Bridge three months prior, William I was crowned King of England on Christmas of what year? I'm just happy I was remotely close to your number, Rowan. Locked in. Okay, uh, Rowan and John have locked in. Carrie and Aaron, you can talk it out. Well, I think Carrie and I have come to the same assessment on this one in that Stamford Bridge was uh, n- not, a, not a battle between two uh, association football clubs. But the Battle of Hastings, so we said 1066. Okay. And John and Rowan, what did you say? Sounds a lot like our discussion. Stamford Bridge was just before Hastings, and Hastings was 1066. Okay. And what did you wager on your opponents, John and Rowan? 300. And Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on your opponents? Also 300. Okay. Well, I see I didn't fool either of you by not mentioning the Battle of Hastings at all, instead of just mentioning uh, the Battle of Stamford Bridge, which happened on September 25th. The Battle of Hastings was on October 18th or 19th, something like that, mid-October. But this was, in fact, William I, a.k.a. William the Conqueror, a.k.a. William the Bastard, who, um, (laughs) which is a name he was known by, he was crowned King of England on Christmas Day in 1066. Both teams getting credit. Rowan and John, your wagers canceled out. Aaron and Carrie, uh, you actually lost 100 points on your wagers. So as we go into the next section, Rowan and John have 1,900 points. Aaron and Carrie, you have 1,400 points. And here are your next three categories. They are, I've got the Kelly Blues, the Orange Years, and Rudely Offering Y'all Garbage based in Bakery. Could you repeat those, please? I've got the Kelly Blues, the Orange Years, and Rudely Offering Y'all Garbage based in Bakery. Put those in chat because I acknowledge that one of those was a bit on the long side. Go ahead and send me your wagers. Aaron and Carrie, I have your scores. Okay, I've got your scores, John and Rowan. So, Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on your, on your confidence in I've got the Kelly Blues? 200. Um, and Rowan and John, what did you wager on your confidence with I've Got the Kelly Blues? 100, because we have no honking clue what it's going to be. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, here comes your question. In I've Got the Kelly Blues. Phonetically identical to a car park, what jazz album by Freddie Hubbard was released by the label Blue Note in 1961? It features the tracks Cry Me Not and Luana, and the title track, which is also the nickname of Freddie Hubbard. We're locked in. Okay, uh, John and Rowan are locked in. Aaron and Carrie, you can talk it out. Just trying to be quiet for everybody. Our, our discussion, I, I know, our discussion basically amounted to on here is like, 
I've got an idea. Here's what I think it might be. And, oh, that sounds interesting. Do you want to go for it? Sure. Based on... So with that, we decided that it is hubcap. All right, you're going with hubcap. All right, and Rowan and John, Rowan and John, what did you go with? Well, I'm just laughing because she's laughing. Uh, they. they, they, them are my pronouns. Sorry, my part, my, my bad. Um, so I'm thinking of all kinds of car parts. Like my brain is going like wheel, axle, engine, catalytic converter, muffler. I don't know. And John posts in the chat. <laughs> uh, Hubcap, because it sounds like his name, Hubbard. And then I say, ooh, that would make sense. And also, <laughs> Brittany knows <laughs> that I think Hubcap is one of the funniest words <laughs> in the English language. <laughs> and I don't know why the word Hubcap pushes my funny button. But oh my goodness, it does. <laughs> and so we didn't have anything else, and we also said hubcap. All right, both teams saying hubcap uh, with the additional laugh track from Rowan on the word hubcap. <laughs> um, and uh, Rowan and John, what did you wager on Carrie and Aaron's ability? We wagered 300. Uh, Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on John and Rowan's abilities? 200. Thank you. Uh, so, both teams are correct, and yes, I knew that this question would send Rowan into a laughing fit if we got to it, um, because I think it's hilarious that they think that hubcap is a funny word, um, but I wanted to see if I could slide one past them. The answer is hubcap, although I would love to hear the jazz album Catalytic Converter. Same! Um, <laughs> so, on that... Uh, Rowan and John, you actually lose 200 points, and Aaron and Carrie, you canceled out your wager. So going into the next question, Rowan and John, you have 1,700. Aaron and Carrie, you have 1,400. Rowan and John, what did you wager on your ability to answer the orange years? 200. Okay. And Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on your ability to answer the orange years? 300. Like it. Uh, so here's your question in the orange years. Airing for 84 episodes in 1992, what children's show starring Phil Moore featured two teams of two facing off in video game-related challenges, including entering a real-life game culminating, hopefully, with a battle against Murloc, Scorchia, or Mongo? We're locked in. Aaron and Carrie are locked in. John and Rowan, you can talk this one out. I've seen this show. Yeah, I know. I... I... The, the Orange Years probably refers to the documentary, The Orange Years, that was talked about Nickelodeon. Oh, the show was definitely on Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my brother and I talked about it on our other podcast, and for some reason, the name is escaping me. Oh, goodness. Um, battle, video, shoot, shot, extra it, life. Well, I'm just brainstorming uh, video game yeah, yeah. terms. Controller... Um, deck, console, um, oh, I remember the scenes where they would, like, go into the video game at the end. I remember this was how I learned about the video game Battletoads. Oh, my goodness. Because they would often use that one. Oh, man. I've seen the show. I'm I'm so mad because I don't think I'm going to pull it. No. And I should. I feel like I feel like I yeah like I have not thought of this show since 
the probably when it was on reruns in the mid nineties and Adam, I can hear you yelling at the radio at me oh, with the right answer. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is this is really embarrassing that I can't get to it. Uh extra life. Uh, let's just come up with something. Yeah. I'm not gonna there's no way I'm gonna um, pull it. Is it like is it is it just like arcade or Nickelodeon arcade? Nick Arcade? Nick Arcade? Sure. Let's let's go with that. Sure. Okay. You're locking in with Nick Arcade? Yeah. Aaron and Carrie, what did you lock in with? In the words, in the immortal words of my friend Andrew Buxbaum. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> It's Nick Arcade. Absolutely Nick Arcade. Yes! <laughs> Absolutely. Because, here, 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 John, Roland, let me see if I can jog your memory. Whenever they would pull up, like, they'd have to go and play the video games every now and again, and Phil mm. would start singing his own jingle when they went, we're gonna play a video challenge. Yes. We're gonna play a video <laughs> My memories of that show come like the kids, you know, it, it was terrible green screening. But mm. I remember the crossover they had between Clarissa Explains It All and Welcome Freshman. <gasps> There's two oh. shows you probably haven't thought of for a long time. Oh, Clarissa, I've thought of much more recently. Oh, yeah. Welcome Freshman, I haven't thought of since the early 90s. And it's another Mervumentary. That's what we got oh, going around right now. Goodness. Oh, Lord. I cannot believe I pulled that out of the recesses of my brain. Goodness gracious. You can take so a, just you, to be clear, Aaron and Carrie, you were locking in with... <laughs> you motherfuckers, Nick Arcade. <laughs> okay, the special edition. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's the celebrity edition. <laughs> all right. Well, uh... Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on John and Rowan's abilities there? <laughs> we wagered 300. Okay, and uh, Rowan and John, what did you wager on Aaron and Carrie's abilities there? 200. Okay, well, much to no one's surprise at this point, it is, in fact, the show Nick Arcade, <laughs> and thank you, Tim, for that question. Um, and, yeah, the Orange Years, as John said, does refer to the documentary about Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, Nick Arcade. And, uh, well done on walking your way to that one. Uh, you said every word but arcade, and I was going to feel a little bit bad if you didn't actually say the word arcade at some point, but not that bad. So, uh, because really, I'm your frenemy. Uh, <laughs> I'd, like all, to throw, I'd like to throw in a little plug. Uh, my brother and I actually had the directors of that documentary on our podcast. So if you go to Blast From Our Past podcast and look for top 10 Nickelodeon shows, uh, we have the directors that of that documentary on there. It's, a f it's one of our best episodes. Well... And that's, that's a way cooler flavor text than I had, so Sorry. I'm just gonna. Oh no, absolutely! Plug your plug your own stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, that's right. Feature yourself with Blasphemer well, Pass I mean, podcast, brought to you by Adam and John Spees at the Blasphemer <laughs> Pass Network. Perfect. All right. So with both teams getting that one correct, uh, Rowan and John, you canceled out your score. Carrie and John, you are sorry. Carrie and Aaron, <laughs> you also canceled out your score. Really, John has uh, canceled me out at <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I will call you all the wrong names, and um, you are all peasants now. So, uh, Team now. A of peasants will call you Rowan and John. You have 1,700. And Aaron and Carrie, you have 1,400. There wasn't a lot of movement there because it was the same locking out of each other. So, uh, 
question six is in the category of rudely offering y'all garbage based in vagary. Erin and Carrie, what did you wager on your own abilities here? We said 100. Mm -hmm. And John and Rowan? 300. 300. Okay, well then here we go. Recorded for a different movie two years earlier, the instrumental melody of what colorful song can be heard several times throughout the 1941 film noir, I Wake Up Screaming? Locked Okay, John and Rowan are locked in. Aaron and Carrie, you can talk it out. 1941 film noir, I Wake Up Screaming. 19, so 1939 is what I'm getting on this one, right? Yep. 39 colorful song. I mean, I'm assuming that it's from Wizard of over Oz. I think it's over somewhere the over the rainbow. Yep. That's over that's what I believe it is. John. Uh, I think I think that's that sounds good to me. Uh, we're gonna go with over the rainbow. Okay, locking in over the rainbow. And then we'll Rowan, wait for John to come back. Yeah, we'll kill time for Rowan and John to <laughs> explain their thought process. By the way, Tim, if you're listening to this right now, fuck you. Next time you can walk Mikey across the video grid yourself and beat up the bully, all right? <laughs> oh, I remember everything about that game. I remember every damn thing about Nick Arcade. That's not the one I wanted to be on. I wanted to be on Guts as a kid. I wanted to be on Guts. Although there was one show I want, there was one show I wanted to be on more than I wanted to be on Guts. Was it Legends of the Hidden Temple? Sure was. <laughs> I also wanted to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. But now that John's back, uh, Rowan and Carrie, you locked in with Over the Rainbow. Rowan and John, what did you lock in with? Well, am I ever going to have my name said correctly on this show? Googly Bear and Carrie, you locked in with Over the Rainbow. John and Rowan, what did you lock in with? Well, rudely offering y'all garbage based in vagary is Roy G. Biv. So we figured that this question was going to be something about rainbows. Um, then you start asking a movie question, and I'm like, well, crap. And then you said two years before, 1941, and I'm like, yeah, that's 1939. It's going to be somewhere over the rainbow. So we locked in with somewhere over the rainbow. Okay. And what did you wager on Carrie and Aaron's abilities? A hundred. Okay. And Carrie and Aaron, what did you wager on John and Rowan's abilities? One hundred billion. One hundred billion. <laughs> that was not a valid point structure. Please follow the rules as written. <laughs> Just kidding. Just a hundred. Just a hundred. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. We wagered a hundred. That's fair. We're moving right along. Um, so, moving right along. Um, so fancy free? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With many apologies to Aaron for continually calling him the wrong name. Because I never actually call you by your name when we talk. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, originally released as Over the Rainbow. Also, under the name Somewhere Over the Rainbow, uh, is completely valid as a song title it's the same song um both teams picking that one up uh it is found several times through the 1941 film noir i wake up screaming which had a different name originally i don't know what it was they said it got renamed and that's the name i found uh and rowan picked up the clue which was rudely offering y'all garbage based in vagary is my own mnemonic for the colors <laughs> in a rainbow um <laughs> 
I don't know if I apologize that for not. I'll figure that out later. But with both teams picking that one up and with your wagers, uh, Rowan and John, you have picked up 200 points. Carrie and Aaron, you've canceled out your wager. So going into the next section, we are at 1,900 to 1,400, which kind of feels like where we were at the start of this. (laughs) So, uh, So here's your next three categories. Be prepared to lock in your wagers based on the categories. Hold that wind from where the sun don't shine. Sciency words. And Brittany Shatnerizes a mega hit. I'm sorry, I couldn't see the first one. Was that pulled that Nick show from where the sun don't shine? You know, we already asked our Nickelodeon question for the night, so. Just ask. Rowan Sneaky. Thieves, go ahead, send me your wagers. Uh, I have both wagers from both teams, so we are going to jump into this. Rowan and John, what did you wager on your ability of hold that wind from where the sun don't shine? 100. Okay, and Aaron and Carrie? 100. Okay, here's your question. What chess player who was memingly accused of using anal bead supercomputers to cheat when he beat Magnus Carlsen went on to be accused of non-anal bead cheating in over 100 online matches, according to chess.com? Suspicions arose after his uncharacteristically erratic growth, and he's now banned from chess.com. But the matter of possible in-person cheating is being probed further. We're locked in. Okay, uh, Rohan and John are locked in. Aaron and Carrie, you can just talk this one out. Oh, we can talk. Hi, Carrie. Hi. I know the story, but I don't know I this guy's Hans name. Neiman, if I remember correctly. Sure. That sounds great. I mean, that is wild that the way that he wants to cheat is anal beads, but good for him. Maybe that's the whole kink, is also the chess part. If it's how you get your buzz, it's how you get your buzz. Let's go with uh, Hans Neiman. Yeah. Hey, I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. <laughs> so are, right. you a hard, are you still a hard man, or did you get humbled? <sighs> I don't know what the next line of that song is. <laughs> That's what I remember. Uh, Carrie and Aaron, you locked in with Hans Neiman? Yes? Okay. Uh, Rowan and John, what did you lock in with? Well, I'm hit or miss with current events, but if it involves butts, I'm a lot more likely to pay attention to it. It's Hans (laughs) Neiman. Okay. Both teams locked in with Hans Neiman. Uh, John and Rowan, what did you wager on Carrie and Aaron? 200. And Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on John and Rowan? 300. Okay. Well, in that case, you are both correct. It is Hans Neiman. Uh, yeah, that was just a fascinating <laughs> story. Um, apparently, Magnus Carlsen doesn't think he was using anal beads to cheat, but he just had, like, sus vibes on him. Um, you know, Magnus Carlsen, king of the sus vibes. <laughs> uh, so, yes, it is Hans Neiman. Uh, John and Rowan, you lost 100 points. Carrie and Aaron, you lost 200 points. That means going into the next question, John and Rowan have 1,800, and Aaron and Carrie have 1,200. And your next question is sciency words. Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on your ability here? 200. 200. And John and Rowan? 300. Okay, here's your question in sciency words. What word can define both a clouding of the lens and a series of waterfalls? Cool. Let's go with that. That was you speaking on the screen, right, John? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. Just wanted to make sure, make sure I wasn't going crazy. We are locked in. 
Okay, Rowan and John are locked in. Carrie and Aaron, you can talk it out. Carrie's got this one. Yeah, this is cataract. Okay, and John and Rowan? It's cataract. I know it from both ways in. It's a cataract. Okay, and would you wager on Aaron and Carrie? 100. And Aaron and Carrie, you wagered? 200. Okay. Uh, both teams are correct. The sciency word is cataract. Woo! Uh, so... John and Rowan, you pick up 200 points. Aaron and Carrie, you canceled out your wagers. So the next question will be going in with 2,000 to 1,200. Uh, and your question is in Britney Shatnerizes a mega hit. So I have found what I believe to be the perfect definition of a mega hit, because I know there's some debate about that in the trivia community. Um, I've decided it's songs that have spent 1,024 hours at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 or six weeks. Uh, so, uh, name this song, which spent six weeks or 1,024 hours at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2001. Oh, oh, I never felt this way. How do you give me so much pleasure and cause me so much pain? Ooh, while y'all are thinking about that, Rowan and John, what did you wager on your ability for this question? We wagered 200. And Carrie and Aaron, what did you wager based on the category of Britney Shatnerizes a mega hit? We said 300. I was dying. Sorry, Carrie. We're locking. Okay, Aaron and Carrie are locked in. Rowan and John, you can talk this out. Yeah, I think the problem for me is it 2001, and like that was like, like my second or third year in college, and I was like really deep into what I was doing and didn't pay a lot of attention to what was going on in pop culture at that time. Um, the one thing that actually just, and by just, I mean, like, while you were saying that, popped into my head. Could this possibly be Falling by Alicia Keys? Honestly, I couldn't sing the song to you, so sure. I couldn't, I can't sing the song, but for some reason, the, for some reason, these lyrics are tripping that in my head, and 2001 sounds about right. I was... 2001 was my first year into my second year of college, so I wasn't watching MTV the way I was back when I was in high right. school. So really the only music being pumped into my ears was either the stuff being played on Q101, which was the alt-rock station here, or like mm. all the you know local Chicago backroom bands I was going out and listening to. <laughs> But you think uh do you think there's a reason why she specified 1024 hours specifically? Uh 1024 hours. I don't know. Okay. Um the number doesn't ring a bell for anything in particular. 1024 1024 thousand um 1024 is a power of 2. Two to the. I don't know. I'm not pulling anything, so whatever you want to go with, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have much confidence on this, but I still I'm not coming up with anything else that hits twos to power. Yeah, that's really not dredging anything as far as like early aughts music. So if you don't have anything else, um. Fallen by Alicia Keys. Let's, let's do yeah. it. That's what we'll say. Fallen by Alicia Keys. Okay, and Aaron and Carrie? 
We also went with Fallen by Alicia Keys. Ro knows me in my early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so to answer the question that y'all asked, but I also tried to explain before I actually read the question to you, I found the definition of a mega hit that I can live with, which is that it spent 1,024 hours at the top of the charts, a.k.a. six weeks. Um, so that's what the 1,024 hours was for in the question. That's okay. to clue it was just, a mega It was just hit. arbitrary because you thought it was... Yes. Okay. So that's why I said it in the description of the question with the mega hit definition. Um, but yes, this is, in fact, Fallen by Alicia Keys. Um and both teams got that. However, it comes down to wagers. Rowan and John, what did you wager on Aaron and Carrie? 300. And Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on John and Rowan? 100. 100. Okay. So that means that both teams got it correct, but John and Rowan, you're losing 100 points, and Carrie and Aaron, you're gaining 200 points. So believe it or not, as we go into the... <laughs> The final section of round one, our score stands with Rowan and John at 1,900 points and Aaron and Carrie with 1,400 points. Oh, hey! (laughs) Oh, hey! Stunning! That looks familiar! All right, so here is your question categories for our last section of round one. They are, and they were roommates, If I Sigh Young, and Shaded Art. I say go with your gut. Okay. I'm not gonna have it. I'm not gonna have any insight on this, as far as the wagering goes. Grim. Okay, I have both teams' wagers. Uh, Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on your ability for? And they were roommates. Three hundred. Okay, and John and Rowan. One hundred. Okay, and your question is: What 1872 novella by Sheridan Le Fanu? features protagonist Laura and her relationship with Marcilla Countess Karnstein, the prototypical example of the lesbian vampire. The work is considered an inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula, published 26 years later, and has been adapted several times, including as a 2014 to 2016 web series set in the modern day. The series and subsequent 2017 movie stars Elise Bowman as Laura and Natasha Negovanils as the title character. In this modern adaptation, they were, as you might expect, roommates. Okay, we're locked Aaron in. Carrie are locked in. Rowan and John, you can talk it out. Ugh. I'm probably going to lose my queer card for this, but literally nothing about this sounds familiar. I did not know there were lesbian vampires that inspired Dracula. I don't know about this web series. I don't know about this movie. Um, Yeah. Um, title character means worst comes to worst. We can <laughs> guess some sort of feminine name and cross our fingers, but oof. You got anything? Unfortunately, no. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. No, like, I haven't heard about this at all. I mean, uh, as soon as we're done taping this, I'm making, making flashcards on this, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. I'm the most boring old dude ever. We get questions like this, and my first instinct is, man, I need a flashcard on this. Um, uh, as the title character, um, uh, is there, like, a female vampire name, any sort of bell? 
all I can think of is Anna Paquin on True Blood, but that's because Anna Paquin's really hot. <laughs> this is true. Oh. Yes, I'm Cisco. Yes, I'm Ebert. <laughs> What's a good vampire sounding name? I don't know. I'm trying to, because she gave us the name of the original character, Marcella Countess Karnstein. And her relation, oh, features protagonist, novella. Well, Laura. Laura, Laura is the protagonist. Wait, is Laura the protagonist? No, no, no. No, uh, okay, so the title, title character is named after the Countess. Protagonist Laura and her relationship with Marcella Countess Karnstein. Um, oh, that must be some kind of description of Marcella then, because if Marcella Countess Karnstein, Laura and her relationship with Marcella Countess Karnstein. Um, stories Elise Bominels as Laura and Natasha Negovanils as the title character. Um, so it, it's got to be like a nickname or something. The Blood Countess. I don't. That's know. as good as anything I'm going to come up with. So sure. The Blood Countess. I know that's Elizabeth Bathory, but that's a good name for a blood-sucking lesbian noble, right? Yeah, we're locking in with the Blood Countess because we got nothing. All right, locking in with the Blood Countess and uh, a slight vial of nothing on the side. Uh, Carrie and Aaron, what did you say? Oh, Carrie's got this one all day, every day, trust me. So I believe her name is Mursala not Marcilla, so it's M-I-R-C-A-L-L-A. And the name of the novel is an anagram of her name, and it's Carmilla. Okay. Um, well, if, yeah, so I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, what did you wager on John and Rowan? We said 300. Rowan and John, what did you wager on Aaron and Carrie? 100. Okay. Um, sounds like you know your opponents. Uh, so... Uh, I will double check that spelling there, but you are right in that it is an anagram, but however, to get to Carmilla, you would need that I there, so I believe it is Marcilla. It's M-I-R-C-A-L-L-A, so it's still an anagram. Yeah, I'll double check that spelling, but yeah, that's exactly the rationale behind it, and yes, the title of the novella and the series is Carmilla. Um, Way to go, teammate. Well done. That was just a thing that I never knew. And worth noting that uh, even though it's still a product of its time, uh, the novella itself didn't list um, lesbianism as antagonistic as some other works did. However, it was more a morally gray area, but still product of its Victorian times. So, yes, this is Carmilla, and with those wagers, uh, John and Rowan, that's actually your first wrong question so far in round one. You lost 200 points there. Uh, Aaron and Carrie, you picked up 600 points, which means going into the next question, we have a lead change with Rowan and John having 1,700 and Aaron and Carrie having 2,000. So on the next question- How did question, they pick up 600 because we only wagered 100 or gave 100 to them? You right. didn't give we, them one hundred. It's all house, so it's your scores only affect your score. So oh, 
Yeah, you wager on on our ability. And they wagered 300 both on themselves and 300 that you would get it right. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Nope. Totally valid question, and thank you for asking. No, Rowan just trying to screw you over once again. Come on. Rowan and John, what did you wager on your ability in If I Sigh Young? 200 points. Okay. And Carrie and Aaron, what did you wager on your ability in If I Sigh Young? We wagered 100. 100. We are in sync and I love it. Where's the O-Town stuff? Currently pitching for the Miami Marlins and New York Mets, respectively, which two pitchers are the most recent winners of the Cy Young Award? All right, we're locked in. Okay, Aaron and Carrie are locked in. John and Rowan, you can talk it out. Okay. Rowan, you are uh, clearly carrying Team Rojo here. (laughs) Okay, so I am dead certain that Sandy Alcantara is one of them. He is the Met. He is still a Met. I just saw something on the TV a couple days ago before the cold concert that I went to, like while I was having a beer and dinner, that he's having a little rough start to the season, but he was the unanimous winner of the Cy Young Award last year. Um, I don't follow baseball terribly closely, so the Miami Marlins kind of goofed me up, but two pitchers win the Cy Young Award every year, one in the AL, one in the NL, and I'm, I have a pretty strong feeling that it was Justin Verlander who won the AL Cy Young Award last year. Maybe he was traded. The only sport I follow day in and day out is horse racing, so trades like that tend to go over my head. So... Sounds like we are locking in with Sandy Alcantara and Justin Verlander. Okay. And Aaron and Carrie, what did you lock in with? Um, Ma- Mama, can I ask you a favor? Yeah? Can you please stop backing into the correct answers on this one, please? <laughs> well, I'm not backing into it. I wanted to make sure it was the two 2022 ones. <laughs> you, got the, you, you got the team wrong. You got the team wrong. Sandy Alcantara is with the Marlins. One with the Marlins is still with the Marlins this year. Oh. Justin Verlander left the Astros, who he was with last oh. year, and is now a New York Met. It is Justin Verlander. And Sandy Alcantara. So I goofed the teams, but I knew the names. <laughs> you, got, yeah, you just switched the teams. I'm like, how the f- did you get there? That's because I memorized the names as being Cy Young Award winners last year. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, both teams locking in with Sandy Alcantara and Justin Verlander and proving that they know more about their hostess, about Cy Young Award winners. Uh, much more. Uh, don't dig too deep. There are Balrogs. Um but that being said, Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager uh, on Rowan and John? Uh, we wagered 100. Okay. And Team Rojo, as you call yourself, what did you wager on Team Arcar? 300. 300. Okay. So both teams are correct. Uh, however, Team Rojo is losing 100 points, uh, whereas Team AA Car uh, <laughs> kept their score intact so going into the final question we have a score of rowan and john with 1600 and aaron and carrie with 2000 and i have to ask you both starting with aaron and carrie what did you wager on your confidence in shaded art 200 200 (laughs) and team rojo 300 okay and your question is by attempting to throw shade at the artists on display at the Salon des Atomnes and Salon des Independents, two early 20th century Parisian ex- exhibitions, 
art critic Louis Bachel's inadvertently named two separate movements of art. What are those two movements? And apologies to people who speak French. I am about as effective in this game as Indiana Jones was in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. If I was not here, the score would still be the same. All right, we're locked in. Okay, Aaron and Carrie are locked in. Team Rojo, talk it out, even though the row part has their head in their hands. Yeah, Rowan is racking their brain, because as soon as you said attempting to throw shade, I'm like, this is going to be about Vassell's. Um, I knew that he named Cubism for, you know, I, I know, I know that he named Cubism throwing shade at, you know, Picasso and Brock and all those fine folks. Um, the only other art movement that's, I, I, I should know this dead to rights. I have a flashcard somewhere with like, these are the two art movements named by Vosels and not in time for when it came up in BP a couple weeks ago, but I finally have one the other way around too. Um, the only, uh, like, for Fauvism is coming to mind for having been named by somebody who was... Like I know, I know it was French. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm pretty sure it was early 20th century. I always think Matisse is earlier than he actually was. I always think he's like, you know, mid 1800s. But no, like he's early 20th century. So unless you have anything else, John, I want to go with Cubism and Fauvism. Works for me. All right, then we're locking in with Cubism and Fauvism. Okay, and Aaron and Carrie. And. Uh, yeah, this is stuck in my brain because of a uh, an online competition a couple years ago had the answer uh, concerning both cells, and it was about cubism and fauvism. Okay, both tech teams locking with cubism and fauvism. Aaron and Carrie, what did you wager on John and Rowan? I believe it was 200. That's what I got. That's uh, what I Rowan got. and John? 200 as well. Okay, well, both teams are right. This was, in fact, Fauvism and Cubism in, in that order chronologically. Uh, Henri Matisse actually mentioned to Vassell's that George Brock's upcoming work was just a bunch of little cubes. <laughs> and uh, Vauchel's kind of took that idea and ran with it. And, uh, yeah, that was your question in Shaded Art. Um, and after four full segments of questions, Rowan and John ended the round with 1,700 points. Aaron and Carrie in the round with 2,000. Aaron and Carrie, you are our winning team from half one, and you will be moving on to half number two. Rowan and John, you are welcome to stick around and smack talk me, smack talk them. Uh, lament about how there's questions in the second half that would have been perfect for you. Uh, it's always a good time. But Aaron and Carrie, you are going to be moving on. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating.
And we are moving to round two with Aaron versus Carrie, each starting this round with a thousand points. Your questions in the first section, your categories are, um, your categories are in segment one, what's in a game, the droid you are looking for, a not so sweet fantasy. Send me your wagers. Uh, you'll have to send me separate messages. Could you please put the categories in the chat? I have mm. both your wagers. And we're, we're each working. working blah, we're each working with a base of a thousand points now. Correct. Um, Aaron, what did you wager on your confidence on what's in a game? A two hundred. And Carrie, three hundred. Your question: What creator of Discworld also wrote dialogue for mods of both Oblivion and Skyrim? The Oblivion mod introduced Vilya, a Nord alchemist, as a companion, and the Skyrim mod featured Vilya's great-great-granddaughter, also named Vilya, as a companion. Locked in. Okay, Carrie, you have 30 seconds. I have no idea. Uh, Thor. That is incorrect. Aaron? Oh, Terry Pratchett. Uh, Terry Pratchett is correct. Um, so, uh, Aaron, what did you wager on Carrie? 100. And Carrie? Okay. 200. So, after that question, Aaron, you pick up 300 points, giving you 1,300. Carrie, you lost 500, giving you 500. Question two is in the droid you are looking for. And your question, uh, Carrie, what did you wager on your ability here? And 100. Aaron? 300. Your question, what Emmy Award-winning performer best known for her role in Fleabag was the voice of L337, the droid equality rights advocate in Solo, A Star Wars Story? Are you locking in, Carrie? Okay, Carrie's locked in. Yeah. Aaron, you can talk it out. You have 30 seconds. Emmy Award winner from Fleabag. I'm going to go with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Okay, and what did you and what did you say, Carrie? I also and said Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And Aaron? Uh, 100. 200. Okay. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is your correct answer. Uh, and Aaron, you gain 100 points, leaving you at 1,400. Carrie, you canceled out the still with 500. And your third category is a not-so-sweet fantasy. Aaron, what did you wager? 100. And Carrie? Okay. 200. The Winds of Winter is Coming, he swears. What author wrote the novel Dying of the Light, a collection of short stories called Songs of Stars and Shadows, and perhaps surprisingly, a children's novelette entitled The Ice Dragon? He swears. He, he, he swears. He swears it. He swears it's coming. Can you say that verbally, Carrie? Uh, the second part. Okay, Carrie's locked, I'm locked in. in. You have 30 seconds. Just going based on, we're just going to swing on this one, based on the winds of war. It's coming, he swears. Uh, we're going to go with George R.R. R. Martin. Okay, and Carrie, what did you say? Dylan Thomas. Okay. Uh, what did you wager on Aaron's ability here? 300. And Aaron, what did you wager on Carrie's ability? 300. Okay. So, uh, with that, it is George R.R. R. Martin. The Winds of Winter is the Game of Thrones, or the Song of Ice and Fire novel he's been working on for the past 12 years. So, Aaron, funny that... You said Winds of War and then said George R. R. Martin. Good thing you were probably thinking Winds of Winter anyway, because that was not a Herman Wilk question. Hey, don't you sass me, Llama Mama. I'm drinking whiskey and I'm going to sass you anytime I want, Korea. Huh? Hey, having any salt with your uh, salt with your whiskey there? No, I'm just having some All smooth right. scotch. Smooth! Uh, so that being said, with... <laughs> Uh, a score of 1,800 to, unfortunately, zero for Carrie. Aaron, you are our best frenemy for this week. Help! 
Uh, congratulations. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, no, I just want a piece of John's Pizza now. Carrie, unfortunately, that does leave you zero points. And as our runner up for this week, is there anything you would like to promote or shout out? Yeah, absolutely. So with uh, Drew Buxbaum, I co-host the Nerd Off podcast. We occasionally have some of the guests that have been on here on Frenemy and others. So you might recognize some familiar faces, but we would really love to have you guys tune in. We recently did a brother versus brother challenge, and that was a lot of fun. So thanks a lot for having me. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And John, uh, is there anything you want to plug and where can people find you? I got so many things to plug, but I'll stick to um, the two most common ones. Um, uh, if you like trivia, uh, you can come over to uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown. We do kind of a decade-based pop culture uh, trivia. It's head-to-head. -head. That's a lot of fun. Right now, we're finishing up our uh, patron tournament for this year. Um, if, you, if you listen to any podcast, you'll probably recognize a lot of the people's names on that one as well. Um, and if you like uh, nostalgic pop culture from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and maybe a little bit before, uh, come to the Blast From Our Past podcast. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff over there. Movies, music, top tens. It's a lot of fun. Uh, make sure y'all check that out. And uh, Rowan, is there anything you would like to plug? I don't have anything in particular to plug. Thank you for having me on the or I guess I do, and it's not something it's not a podcast or anything but you know horses are great and there are lots of things that horses can do even when they retire from the racetrack so check out canter chicago or canter usa and find your local canter affiliate and if you or someone you know is interested in a horse consider an off-track thoroughbred and canter can help you find the perfect retiring racehorse for for you Okay, and uh, Rowan, if you had to give a percentage, how many uh, horse snoots would you say are boopable? 100%. I would say more than 100% if I could, but every horse snoot is very cute and very soft and very fuzzy and very boop. Actually, I do want to plug, plug something. Okay. I do want to plug something, and that is for all of our friends in the Chicagoland area. If you happen to be by Critical Grind, it's a fantastic coffee shop. Make sure you go there on Tuesday nights, starting at 7 p.m., for Brittany's Cozy Quiz. Not only does she do a fantastic job, but I put together her audio round with her every single week, and it's a lot of fun. The questions are great. If you're looking for a great challenge in the Chicago area, check it out. I uh, couldn't have said it better myself, so thanks for reading that script I gave you. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, thank you so out. much. Thank you much. I do appreciate that. But that will do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find our sister shows, The Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, on your favorite podcast app. Join our Discord at PTE. Join our Discord at PTEBB.com slash Discord or support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash PTEBB. If you can't swing it, we completely understand. Times are tough, but you can still support us by subscribing and leaving us a on a leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. Uh, so for Frenemy Trivia, I've been Brittany. This is Rowan. I've been Aaron. I'm Carrie. And was I ever, John? Only and time. we'll see we'll you tell. next week.
Okay. Uh, give me just a second. So, um, make your own hold music. Hold music. Hold music. Just have a guitar. Music. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly where I was going with this, Aaron. <laughs> there we go. We actually have hold <laughs> yes. music. This is why we have John Spees on the call. <laughs>